Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world, and if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of BSN Denver, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. And welcome to episode 60, 60 episodes of McChesney Unchained here on the DNVR Podcast Network. Go to dnvr.com, check out all the incredible content. I am Matt McChesney, this is McChesney Unchained episode 60, bitch. Uh, we are in the studio over here, the lab as we call it, at 6-0 Football Academy, 6-0 Strength and Fitness, uh, where the Dungeon family gets to grind on on a daily basis, the bridge to your goals. Uh, episode 60 is going to rock the fucking house, man. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, the college football season and the NFL season is over on the front range, but the playoffs are on deck. We just had the uh, the final four, and it is an honor and a pleasure to bring in my best friend, my brother from another mother, to... Honestly, rock episode 60, and that is, bam, that guy, that good-looking son of a bitch right there, Andrew Fogaris. You all know him from our our uh, show back in the day. Uh, what the fuck was that show called? Uh, the Morning the, the, the morning, morning edge. edge. The Morning Edge. Yeah, so we uh, definitely got edgy, to say the least. What was the other one? The Blitz. The Blitz! Yeah, that's right. The Blitz! So, Fogues and I are going to rock the fucking house here today and make sure that you follow Fogues at... Uh, what a, at what? Andrew F three hundred three. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> at Andrew F three hundred three for opinions and shit. And then yeah. you can follow the big guy here at Six Zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram. Ah, a little left eye action for you. That'll wake you up in the fucking morning. So happy New Year to everybody out here. Two thousand and twenty uh, is going to kick a lot of ass as we move forward. But let's talk about the decade and everything that was. Uh, this is McChesney Unchained, episode sixty. We roll. All right, so. As we go into this, we're going to talk about college football first, but it's been a good decade. Can't lie. Can't lie. Uh, You know, it's it's been an interesting decade to say the least. Um, What was your favorite moment of the decade, not sport related? Or sport related? Doesn't matter. I'll go not sport related. I I mean, it's going to sound corny, but I'll go with the birth of my son. That's not corny. That's pretty awesome. Uh, About 14, 15 months ago. So that was. That was the best moment for me. Sports-wise, um, you know, there's two I have to choose from, and it's the, the 2014 Ohio State Buckeyes and the 2015 Denver Broncos. Uh, got to got to witness a couple championships there. So anytime you can watch your team win a title. Parade action. Parade action. It's pretty damn cool. So uh, even though some losses hurt, like the one this weekend, you have to keep in mind that, uh, that they're, they're – I've witnessed, I've witnessed plenty, so can't complain there. Well, when you witness as much success as you've had at Ohio State mm-hmm. and being a Bronco fan, that's sure. a good thing. God forbid you were a Brown fan. <laughs> I know I know that Bob was like, oh, you're going to be a Brown fan. You're like, no, Bob. 
We don't have John Elway. Fuck that, okay? Yeah. We're not, I am not a Browns fan. Yeah. So save it, Bob! Yeah. Save it! They don't have a number seven. Their quarterback wears 19. <laughs> exactly. Throw a sidearm. Side yeah. uh, Bernie, do you have any blow, Kozar? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who's your right. favorite moment of the um, I'd have to say non, that... Non-sports and sports. Non-sport related. Uh, my babies. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nikki and Logan being born was incredible. Sure. Um... And you know that is corny, but it's true. Yeah. Um, non-sport related, other than that, uh, nothing. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't really sit sit here off the top of my head and be like, "Oh, that was fucking incredible." Everything's been pretty good. Yeah. You know, it, it's been a really awesome ten years, and it's uh, the tra- it's been transition for me. Yeah. Uh, you were there for me, and mm-hmm. you saw the way that the, my career ended, and the adversity and shit I had to overcome right at the end of it. Of course. But it set me up for 6-0 and what we're doing and positive action moving forward. So every time something terrible happens, man, if you handle it correctly, something good will come out of it. And honestly, you know, moving out of football but still being related to the game and helping these kids, especially the last five years, seeing how much we've taken off. Mm-hmm. And we just had another eight guys sign early the other day. It's That's really been probably the best thing in that regard. Um, the football or, or sport-related, a couple of things. Seeing the Broncos win another Super Bowl mm-hmm. was pretty fucking cool. The way they did it was also awesome. Um, the buff season in 16 was special. Mm-hmm. A 10-4 team. Um, seeing that you know it's still there a little bit. But the, the other nine years were fucking rough. I yeah. mean, they, they hurt me. And yeah. we've talked about this a ton, too. But it was just like one of those fucking just knives just in your heart. Especially the three in a row back, the back-to-back-to-back to back to back five and seven seasons. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I guess it would be the 2018 season with so much promise. And what, I mean, what, what was their ranking? They, they... They got up to... I want to say that they were ranked ninth, ninth when they beat Utah. Yeah. And they went into the Pac-12 title game at 8 or 9, and Washington was like 4 or 5. Right. And then they got housed. Well, what about what about McIntyre's last year? 5 and 7. 5 and 7. Yeah, they had but they so... they started, what, 5 and 0? Oh, or 4, four and 4 one? and 1. They went 2,000, 5 and 7... 11, 3, and 10, 12, 1, and 11. Good God. That was the Fresno State shit show. That was that the was, worst game ever. Terrible. 13, they went 4 and 8. 14, they went 2 and 10. 15, they went 4 and 9. Good Lord. 16, 10, and 4. 17, 5, and 7. 18, 5, and 7. 19, 5, and 7. Yeah. And then last year, they won five in a row, lost seven. So they're very, they were very streaky the last couple of years. When you finish a decade and the buffs are 44 and 80. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, God. It, like, makes me sick. But I truly believe this, man. And tell me if I'm fucking crazy and I'm just wearing, you know, the, the buffalo shades, which yeah. I'm sure I am. Sure. Do you think that they're on the right path with Tuck and everything you've seen? I know you went up to a couple games this year, but 44 and 80 cannot stand. No, 44 and 80 is terrible. And in 10 years, you're essentially on average four, well, just under four and a half wins a season. That's it's bad, unacceptable. Too. God, that sucks. Um, no, I do think they're on the up. And the one thing that I like what Tucker's doing up there is he's really putting an emphasis on both trenches, um, mm-hmm. winning the line of scrimmage on offense and defense. And, and you and I have talked about this through the years is that 
If you do nothing else but win the trenches, you will at least be 500. At, at minimum. 100%. I mean, you can have the worst quarterback in the Pac-12, but if you have a great O-line and a great D-line, they'll at least go to a bowl game every single time. So he's put an emphasis there. He's he's really he's not afraid to recruit anywhere. You know, it, and he's he pulled a guy from Georgia. Um, the, the big tackle, Ray, W-R-A-Y. Jake. Yeah, Jake Ray. His brother plays at Ohio State and right. is a hell of a tackle. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he can and, pull that kind of kid out of, out of Georgia when he's getting offered by Ohio State and Michigan right. and Georgia. That is fucking huge. It, it really is. And, and if you look at who Mel Tucker has been around, he's been around some pretty damn successful programs in college, and he's he's been a pro coordinator as well. So, um, so they are on the up, and, and he just – it's really a no bullshit kind of guy, and that's and that's what I like. I and, it. and it's it's going back to the Big Twelve mentality of the two thousands, the nineties, and two thousands. And and if you look at, I mean, I think the national perception of the Pac twelve is it's soft. And it, oh, it's it, bad. You know, so I don't think it's as bad as the perception. No, I, but yes, for sure. I, there's there's not toughness. I there. think the fucking SEC is equally at. There's a lack of depth in the SEC as well. I it's not like there's agree. a conference from top to bottom that just kicks ass anymore. Right, right. Well, the SEC is top heavy. The Big Fucking Ten is pretty good. The Big Ten is solid. Um, I mean, they, they put a lot of won nine games this year. Indiana they? was 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 a good team this year. Not great, but they were a good team. Hey, Illinois made a fucking bowl game for God's sakes. Illinois and, and Lovey Smith and I got that a lot. Beard. I've got beard envy. That fucking beard is incredible. <laughs> it bro. is. Like it's one of the best goddamn beards ever. It really is. You know how is. big his testicles have to be. <laughs> I mean, just fucking carrying around a pair of basketballs down he's, there. He, fucking he, love he's it. a wheelbarrow. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. It's a fucking wheelbarrow. But no, I... Carry these. Yeah, right. I'm going to tie my nuts in a knot later. Exactly. Carry these. But no, Tucker's bringing toughness, and that's what they need. And, and if, they, if CU is known as the blue-collar team in the Pac-12, then I think that's a great thing. Then they'll win, they'll win games. I do, too. Uh, and I truly believe that deep down. I like Mel. I like their direction. 44 and 80 cannot and will not fucking stand. <sighs> Makes me nervous even fucking talking about yeah. it. Okay, now, but I did end up doing the all-decade team. I just want to go over this with you real quick. So the Colorado Buffs all-decade team, in my opinion, this isn't fucking something that's up there. Uh, the the de- all-decade team from... Well, it would be 2000 to 2009. Mm-hmm. Solid squad. Mm-hmm. I think you're looking at best decades. It's easily the 90s. Yes. Easily. I think that there was there was one dominant team in 2000 to 2009 in 01. 01. Okay. There were three good teams in, or, or two good teams in 02 and 04. Yeah. And then there were a couple of okay, I thought the 05 team was good until the end of the year. And that yeah. kind of stra- scratches everything off the board for me. And then everything else was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. My freshman year, we were 3-8 and eight in 2000. We were 5-7 and seven when I was a junior and underachieved terribly. Looking back at that record, that, bro, there were three or four games we should have mopped oh, the fuck out oh, of them. 03 was underachieved. Yeah, for super sure. Two, underachieved. 2000, though, when you guys were 3-8, and eight, you guys were... As weird as it is to say, a damn good three and eighteen. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, remember, we lost twenty eight twenty four to CSU to open. Last play of the game, yep. they scored to beat us on the last play. Was it CSU you? or 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 uh, ASU? Goddamn USC. Man. USC was seventeen fourteen, missed three field goals in the Coliseum. Yeah. Washington well, beat us at home seventeen fourteen. We missed another two or three field goals, and, and, and Washington went and to Folsom, the Rose Bowl they, that year. They, they won the Pac twelve, and then or the Pac ten. 
And then we got hammered by Kansas State at home. They were damn good. They were damn good. And that was that was like Oaks' coming out party. Okay, and they, I remember they that. put Craig in. And we, we were down at halftime big. We had a bunch of turnovers. And then we went to A&M, Kyle Field, and upset them when they were ranked. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was pretty pretty terrible all year. But we were in every game. You you had a chance to win every game. Oh, every one of them. Other than the Kansas State shellacking. Yeah. That was the only game I didn't feel like we were in. Right. We went to Lincoln at the end of the year, and we were we had a beat. That we had a fucking kid. beat. That Squib kid. Exactly. And Gary squibbed it, and he it ricocheted off the front line player, and then he, he ended up, you know, picking it up, and it was at the fucking 50-yard line. Right. So that that was heartbreaking. Yeah. But that season set us up for a lot of success. It did. It really did. So if you're looking at the Buffs All-Decade team, I guess it would be from 2010 until 2019. Until this year. Quarterback, Cepho. You go with that? Yeah. I don't know anybody else. You could put Montez in there. Yeah, but Seppo's the, the leader and the winner. Yeah. Not saying Steven's not a winner, but he, he had three years of starting where we were five and seven, so that tells me he's not winning. So Montez's most talented, but not the best. Facts. <laughs> God, speak the truth. Running back Phil Lindsay, 2016, checking. Yep. Uh, I only I put two running backs on it. Uh, no fullback and Speedy's my other one. Speedy okay, in 2010. I like that. I like Speedy uh, Stewart, he had like 1,300 yards, had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, my tight end fullback is Brady Russell, the, okay. the kid from Fo- uh, Fossil Ridge. He's only been playing for two years. He's a walk on. And I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't be there. I literally have fucking no one else to put there. I can't tell me one tight end in the and for the last ten years of CU that can that is a really good player, dominant player. I couldn't find anybody, bro. I can't either. I have Ryan Greer was a good player for a couple of years, but he's not an all decade type. Uh, Nick Costa was there and he I mean he didn't do anything. He had one great play against Washington State to win us a game. But other than that, I can't find anyone. So Brady Russell's gonna be that guy. I can't believe that because CU has produced so many good tight ends. Tight end, you bro, they put guys out constantly. And I'd like to think they missed on Cole Taylor, right? Yeah. So Cole Taylor goes to LSU, which is kick ass. Cole, congratulations, brother. He was up here last week with his pops. He did the round table. Mm-hmm. Pretty happy kid. Yeah. And sure. honestly, that's some bitch, bro. So we, not to get off topic here, but it's kind of what we're talking about during the summer. I needed an eval. Like, I'm trying to figure out if Big Cole is going to be a kid that they recruit, bring in, and then they're like, hey, you're playing tackle. Happens a lot to tight ends. Sure. Especially guys who are 6'7", 260. Right. And then when he came in, I brought Dan Graham in. And I was like, DG, I need your professional opinion on what you think Cole is after I train him. Just post up over here and evaluate. And then we did that, and then we brought him into the film room over here, and we started breaking everything down. And we get done, and Cole go, goes in to, to drain the main vein. And uh, Dan looks at me and goes, that son of a bitch reminds me a lot of Gronkowski. And I was like, Damn. fucking sold! Damn. Sold! Sold! Damn. So uh, when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's it. Cole's a fucking tight end. So, you know, you can't lose that kid. See you and Mel and everybody are so mad when he committed to LSU. But they didn't get a chance to recruit him. They just got here. Right. So he wasn't the, they weren't beating his door down for three years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Coach Mack and the other staff were notoriously, <laughs> who else has offered him? Uh, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who gives right? a shit, man? It's one thing with Tony Alford, and we'll talk about that in a minute, the, the great running back coach, recruiting coordinator at The Ohio State, mm-hmm. who 
no offense to, to Coach A up there at CSU, but Tony Alford should be the head coach of Fort Collins. The fact that they didn't do that, you're, they're going to regret that move seriously, in my opinion. Bad. Well, Moving forward. It's it's backwards thinking on their part. They, they wanted never a had an African-American head coach either. Like They, they just... wanted someone with head coaching experience because their last head coach didn't have experience. Guess what? The coach before him didn't have a head coaching experience. Why, why did they think like that? And he kicked ass. So Stupid. I don't know. So it, it's we'll see what happens there. But Tony should have been the head coach up there. Although I think Coach A could probably do a really good job. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, what the fuck were we just talking about? God, CTE is a son of a bitch, bro. I can't remember anything. The Cole team. Yeah, so, and, and then the all the all decade team. So right. you know you can't lose a kid like Cole. Right. He's the kind of guy they used to get. I remember. In 05, Klopp and Sip got got drafted, right? That's Sanusky right. and Kloppenstein. You had Dan, who won the Mackey in 01. Right. Depth everywhere. So, that well, said. Not, not only that is Ohio State had the kid from Cherokee Cherokee Trail commit to oh, them. Oh, Hart. Yeah, exactly. he committed to Ohio State Another yesterday. big tight end that can run. Right. You know, the, the Bronco, or the Broncos, the bus went out and got Fourier, Christian's son. Yeah. He's going to be up there playing for them next year. I guarantee you he gets a lot of run early. They're going to play a lot of freshmen next year. Yeah. Um, okay, wide receivers. I got three of them. I got Nelson Spruce in 2014, Paul Richardson in 2013, and LaVisca last year in 18. Left tackle is Bakhtiari in 2012, who's an all-pro. Mm. Fucking stud. Uh, left guard, Jack Harris, who's one of their GAs up there. Big, nasty son of a bitch. Alex Kelly, center, 2016, winner. Okay. Not a pro, but a fucking winner. Okay. Uh, I could have put Munyer there or not. Munyer's playing in the NFL still, but I love Kelly. I love the way he plays. Uh, Nate's or uh, Ryan Miller's the right guard, and the great Nate Solter from 2010 is the right tackle. Athlete is Shea Fields. Okay. Defense, corner, Ouzier, Cheeto. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Second corner is Jimmy Smith, 2010. Yeah. A lot of 2010 guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, strong safety, Evan Worthington from 17. Okay. Uh, that's debatable probably, but I think Evan's a hell of a player. Yeah. He overcame a lot of adversity. We'll see. And then Tedra Thompson, 16. Nate Lamon, last year's Nate, and 18. You might be able to put both of them on there because, honestly, Nate Lamon's fucking linebacker a year last year. That son of a bitch can play fucking yes. ball, dog. Yep. So we'll, we'll see what happens with him. But he's the Mike. Jimmy Gilbert is our outside. 2016, 10.5 sacks. Addison Gilliam in 2013, another 140 tackle performance. From Addison, outside linebacker number two, as I run a 3-4-4 base. Yeah, so, and then it's Cheeto Uzo Deribe, who's now the uh, GA recruiting coordinator, defensive end coach at KU with Les Miles. Great guy. He's the outside linebacker in 2012, and our three D linemen to round it out are Mustafa Johnson, 2018, Josh Tupo's big ass in 2016, and Will Precheck from 2012. Who okay. consequently moved to defense uh, as he got it, or moved to offense when he got into the NFL? Uh, crazy how that happens. Well, the big fucking white guys are trying to play defense up in Boulder. Go play guard, and then uh, Davion Taylor will be our athlete. All right, not I, bad, I'm right? Not pretty good all decade team. How do you think they would stack? That's a pretty good team. I the the deepest position on there is wide receiver. They got some dudes. They got some badass dudes there. Um, like, do you think an all-decade team from 2009, Clat 
is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got that defense. You think that offensive line back to and Salter are studs, bro. They are. Like I think the interior three defense offensive linemen would really struggle with Bandon and myself. Yeah. But yeah. the outside guys with Abraham and Brayton. Yeah. Bakhtiari and fucking Salter are going to be able to hold their own there. I would probably take this decade's tackles over the 2000 to 2009 Absolutely. tackles. I would too. Um, you've got a couple of longtime pros who, I mean, look at their bank accounts. Yeah. Um, you got Palum- the two tackles from the decade team, oh, 2009 were Columbus and Victor Rogers. Yeah, I would take this decade. Me too. Um, and it's not a knock on those 2000 to 2009. No, but guys. I would These take I would take Garod. Over oh, the other for three, sure. right? So absolutely, yeah. So it's it's give and take. You know, yeah. there's a lot of good players, there's a lot of shit players, yeah. but none of them are on the all-decade team. That's yeah. for damn sure. Uh, so I guess I'm interested to see what Platy and the staff up there does for the all-decade for sure. team. Let me ask you a quick question about this. No, please, Deal. please, please. Okay. okay. Do you feel that CU screwed up by redshirting Chanel? Because the way here's the way I look at it. So it, in sixteen he should have played. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, in seventeen. Seventeen he should have played as a rook. Yeah. Yes. They okay. They absolutely should have played him. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. And obviously, you know, anybody who's ever listened to us knows I'm an Ohio State guy, and I've already talked about them once on the show. But Urban Meyer's mantra was always, "I don't want to Richard anybody." Anyone. Um, and and you look at Chanel, you got two years out of him. That's. That Not good sucks. Enough. Are you yeah. telling me he couldn't play as a freshman? So Especially that, on that team. That that just five and seven. Right. That just I, I sit there and watch him and redshirt sophomore shit all. And it just it, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth because you literally wasted a year with him on your roster. Would he have led them to a bowl game? Maybe. Maybe. Could they have gotten one more win? Maybe. Then you're getting extra practices for everybody. I'm pretty sure that specifically in that year after they won the Pac-12 South, Phil was their only offensive weapon consistently. Yes. We didn't have anybody to stretch the field. Well, fuck, we had a first-round receiver sitting on the bench that could have stretched the fucking field. Right. One of the things that I love about Mel is he's taking the handcuffs off Shiv. Good. He's not... Darren doesn't have to necessarily... Coach Shiverini and everything he did at that place and the foundation he laid, great player up there, got drafted by Cleveland, played in the league for a while, takes that passion back to Boulder. Okay, I know he wants to be, he loves that fucking place, and I love that he's there. The fact that he, and I, look, I'm sure that they would deny this just to keep things in-house running smooth, you know, but Coach Mack's not there either, so who gives a fuck? Handcuffing Darren Shiverini and making it so he has to go, like, ask Coach Mack rather than just being like, fuck yeah, I'm offering this kid. Or, you know, Coach, we need to play this fucking kid. Why is he sitting on the bench? I I don't understand it. I think it's one of the reasons why Coach Mack has such a hard time keeping his job, bro. Because he wasn't, he didn't, I don't think he trusted his assistants the way he needs to. If If we're working together and I'm the boss... And you're the offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And that's your role, and you've done a great job. Don't you? Wouldn't you be pissed off if you see some kid and he's killing it in practice, and you think he has first round potential? You have to go ask me to fucking get him on the field. Like, shouldn't it be you walking up and going, "I'm playing this fucking kid this weekend, coach. Screw his red shirt." Well, either that's so weird. Let me, it's a hard let me, conversation. Let me go. Let me go a level deeper. 
Was Ooh. it Mac or <laughs> was it Mac or was it Rick George who hired Shivrini? I think it was Rick. Okay. If think? I if I had to guess, I would think Rick was the guy that pushed Darren being here. I think Coach Mac probably looked at Darren as an as a very he looked at him as a guy who could potentially come in and take his job. Okay. So like Clayton Adams, the old line coach, the reason he was so contentious towards me is because he thought I wanted his job. Like, bro, Clayton, I don't want your fucking job. If I wanted your job, I'd come take your fucking job, dog. I don't need it. Yeah. Like I'm not trying I'm trying to get you to look at the offensive lineman. I could give a fuck about your job. So so then I would think that McIntyre felt threatened by Shiv and that's why he micromanaged him. That's my guess. Obviously I'm not in the building, so I don't know, but that's my that's guess. Mine as well. Um, and that's and that's bullshit because at the end of the day, uh, if if you're winning, who's going to take your job? Nobody. No one. Like the only way, games. the only way that you can fuck that up is self sabotage. Exactly. So, and 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 I and maybe maybe McIntyre is a micromanager and he and he does that with all his assistants. But in that mm-hmm. instance, it really seems like it's he felt threatened by Shiv, and and that's just. That's not how you run a successful organization. I think it poisoned the season, too, a little bit. For sure. Like, especially the, the 2017 year where they should have been 6-6, six 7-5. Six, uh-huh. The inability to walk up and be like, we need to fucking do this right. and know you're not going to get fired. Right. And don't you, want, don't you want to hire assistants where you can hand it over and say, go run this? 100%. And how in the fuck are you supposed to, like, how are we supposed to progress constructively as a team and a coaching staff, grown-ass men, if no one ever challenges each other in the room, ever. The head coach of a college football team is the CEO, and they need to hire a staff around them where they don't have to, You they'll get some input, yeah, sure. Uh, McIntyre, Mel Tucker, they have some input on game plan and, and stuff like that, but at the same time, they hire those guys to get the job done, to implement their systems. Homeboy at Ohio State, what's his name? Coach Ryan what? Day. Ryan Day. Ryan Day. I guarantee you they challenge him in the room. For sure. Constantly give and take. For sure. Guys aren't worried about losing their jobs every five minutes, therefore you can actually be what you are. Right. All right, so that that is what it is. We'll see what the buffs do moving forward in the next decade. Folks, I'm going to be the first one to say this right now. I think the University of Colorado next year wins the South. Next year they win the South? I think they win the South next year. Minimum they're in a bowl game. Six and six, seven and five, eight and five, eight and four. They have a ruthless schedule, but I do believe truly that this team and all the adversity they just went through, I think that defense is going to be fucking salty. I, uh, they're I a bowl team regardless. I, I think they're a bowl team. I, With what you said earlier, earlier they're going to play a lot of freshmen next year, right. and they have a tough schedule. I think the quarterback I, is going to be a true freshman too. I think they bring him in, and he's early enrolling the stuff okay, from Texas. Good. And bring him in, early enroll his ass, and then you got a dual threat that can dig. That's one thing I never understood. Wouldn't you want to just recruit the fastest fucking dual threat quarterback you could ever recruit in Boulder? You would Because of the elevation, he just runs circles around motherfuckers. That dude at Air Force, the Hammond kid, that fucking kid is impressive, dude. He had a great year. Air Force, hats off, bro. 11 fucking wins in, in Colorado Springs. That's huge.
For sure. All right, so this is McChesney Unchained. I am your host, Matt McChesney. This is episode 60 from 6-0 Strength and Fitness, 6-0 Football Academy. It's a special day. Um, go to thednvr.com. Check out all the shows. Obviously, you can look at it. What we do here, it's a great website. They do a great job covering uh, all the top six stuff from the season. All the Bronco film is all up there. You can go in and check it out. It is subscription-based, so get your fucking wallet out. And then uh, on top of all that, you know, moving into the offseason and whatnot, I think that there's, you know, DNVR is going to do a great job with draft coverage and all that shit, too. So keep your eyes glued to that if you want to get some insight that doesn't necessarily just revolve around whatever they said on fucking sports center and then they just go to their their cubicle and they just fucking regurgitate the same bullshit you and i both hate sports talk radio in denver and so it's dnvr is an opportunity to listen to some different shit so just go check it out to say the least as we transition here away from the buffs um the playoffs i am i'm against expansion now like yeah. I, I, after how many years have we watched the four teams now? Seven. Uh, two thousand fourteen was the first year, so, so this was yeah. We've had two games, now three, after Clemson, Ohio State. We've had three games that were actually competitive. Uh, yeah. In the first round. The the semifinals have, have been, been terrible. Have been pretty bad, and you look at this year, there were three dominant teams in college football. You look at last year, there were two. Look at the year before that. I don't even know who was there. So probably two. Am I led to believe here that I don't want? I last year I was beating the fucking drum for let's get as many teams as possibly. Fine. If LSU is a fucking murdering Oklahoma like that, right, bro? That they're gonna hang fucking five hundred points on on Baylor. Well, that's the thing is okay if, for everybody who wants expansion. You want LSU playing the eight seed. It would, who I think would have been Baylor. You know, I, I don't have the rankings in front of me, but I think it would have been Baylor. It's, it would have been. They're ranked seventh or eighth. Right. And then you throw in maybe a G5, you throw Memphis, Memphis in there. Get fucking smoke. Give me a break. Like, that's not – more isn't always better. And and like I like I said, as this year was, was different in that there were three dominant teams, and, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but more often than not, the BCS got it right. They got the two best teams more often than Other not. Other than one goddamn year. Yeah. Uh, the, the 2000. Oregon should have been in. Yes. Looking Oregon's... at it, if you if, if we're looking at it before the Fiesta Bowl, we should have been in. Yes. If you're looking at it after the Fiesta Bowl, should've, Oregon should have played for the national title. And then you have the odd years, like, I think it was 2004, where it was USC, Oklahoma, and yep. Auburn. And Auburn's they, unfucking defeated, and they didn't get to go. And so that year of playoff would have been nice. Um, you take a look at like like 2005, USC and Texas. Great, great game. Great game. One of the best college football games of all time. Ever. It would have been a shame to put them against somebody else just to end up playing each other because that would have been a waste of time. So what do we do? I I'm almost tired of the playoff now. I know, I know, and 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 I harp for playoffs for years, but I just there's something about it that is just. Pissing me off. I, I don't know. get it. I know. It, I can't believe I'm mad at college football of all things. I know. It's the best sport on earth, and I'm fucking pissed off at it. It's it's really tough to say what you do about it because, obviously, LSU, Oklahoma is not fun to watch at all. I did enjoy watching Oklahoma get Wait, beat. Sure, like sure. Because oh, they've, they've done it to so many people for so long. Sure, but in, in, 
if you're an unbiased college football fan, that was you, boring shit. It was terrible. I was fucking sleepy. Other than what the first half was awesome because I was trying to wrap my head around how good Joe Burrow really is. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Ohio State fan. Uh-huh. How could you let that kid leave? So here's how that all Don't went you down. want Justin like don't you think that he's a better player than Fields? Right now he is, yeah. Fair. For sure. Like, um, who, who was there when he was when he wasn't playing and he decided to transfer, who was the starter? Dwayne Haskins. Oh, first yeah. round pick. Well, so here, but here's I can't how it would be like Dwayne sucks. He's right. fucking awesome. So here's how everything went down with that is going into JT Barrett's senior year, Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow were fighting for the backup job. Okay. Uh, like the first day or two of, of spring ball, Burrow breaks his throwing hand. He misses or all. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He misses all of spring camp. Haskins gets all those reps, earns the backup job, so he's the number two going into, I guess that would be 2017. Yep. Um, and then he just has the leg up going into spring ball in 2018. And so you sit there and you're like, Ohio State, let this guy go, and and how did this happen? He lost out to a Heisman finalist. First round draft pick. First round draft pick who threw 15, 50. 50 touchdowns. 50. So, and at that time, you, you compare last year, you compare 2018 Joe Burrow to 2018 Dwayne Haskins, it's not a contest. Haskins is the much, 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 much better player. Agreed. But this year, you get Burrow another. Burrow start for LSU last year. Yeah, he was a two year starter. And he was solid for them last year, but they got this new offensive coordinator and this new passing game coordinator. And so he thrived. And he and and it was phenomenal. And so you can't point the finger at anybody. I don't think anybody did anything wrong at Ohio State. It's the way it works. It's just it's the way it works. So after when I was talking to Cole Taylor and his dad, uh, Mr. Taylor, about, you know, Joe Brady and whatnot. <laughs> when he committed to him. He was talking to Joe on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'm going to commit, blah, 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 blah. Congratulations. And Joe Brady was like, I'm going to turn you into a first-run draft pick, Cole. You're going to come down here and destroy everyone. And Cole's like, okay. So, well, you better hope Joe Brady sticks stays there. Him. Yeah. They, Wink, Wink Martindale wants to take him to the head job. They need to fucking lock his ass down immediately. They need to make him the offensive coordinator and pay him out the fucking gazoo. Yeah. And then tell him that when Ed's done, he can have the job. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if it happens. Who knows? I don't know what motivates Joe Brady. Coaching so. waiting never works out either. I that's feel like every time they do coaching waiting, the other guy that's waiting is like, fuck this. Why should I wait? If you're telling me I'm a, I'm a coach right now, why would I need to wait? I'm going to be a head coach somewhere else. Who are all the coaching waiting? Was, so Jimbo was a coaching waiting. Wasn't uh, yep. Muschamp the coaching waiting at Texas? I thought he was, and then he didn't get the job. Right. Um, There's been a few. McDaniels was a co- is probably a coach in waiting in New England. Maybe. That's a weird situation. We're definitely going to talk about those assholes here in a minute. <clears throat> okay, moving forward here. All right, so we'll see what happens with the playoffs. Obviously, we got Clemson and LSU for the national title. Um, the Oklahoma-LSU game was a shit show for Oklahoma. Joe Burrow is real. LSU is fucking good. Mm-hmm. Although I think they're very susceptible on defense to get 40 hung on them. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a high-scoring game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Clemson, Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> now, I know you're pissed off about the outcome, and I didn't mean to jinx you. I apologize. I know you didn't. I, I felt like a fucking asshole after I sent the text because I was really excited about the game, and I yeah. I thought they had them. So, I'm sorry. Fuck that up. Um, one. Bro, how long are the refs going to fuck this up? And I'm not saying, 
Yeah, no, I we, get we, it. Which they left. They about? left a bunch of fucking points on the field. I understand. Great. The fucking refs took a touchdown off the goddamn board, bro. And Clemson scored a touchdown on that drive, right? That that swung game. Yes. That is the game. Yes. So they they didn't think that homeboy jumped 15 feet in the air and his hand hit the ground first. Everyone saw it. That's yeah. not a catch. Yeah. You're a fucking ref. Yeah. This is your job. This is the national semifinal. We can't just be aloof like, oh fuck. This is Ohio State and goddamn Miami of Ohio week two. Like, oh, we'll get it right next week. No, fuck. Yeah. The the fumble that got overturned is what really grinds my gears. That it's one hundred percent fumble. He caught the ball and took three steps. At the ball, and the right fucking the defender hit the ball out. And it was clear. And, and what what doesn't make any sense to me is that there was a clear view of it. It's not. There wasn't an obstructed view like the Broncos Raiders game on that fourth down. He was probably in, but you couldn't see. Can't the tell. Ball. Can't tell. This one, clear view of him with the ball taking three steps, and he knocked it out. And and with the call on Makes the field so angry, being a bro. fumble, Fuck. it and they overturn it. They over fucking it's turned it. It's called fumble touchdown, and they have the audacity to overturn it. It yeah. makes, and that's why I think they're fucking pulling for Clemson. That was bad. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm like red flagging over here. Like, dude, check the fucking ref. Make sure he doesn't have a blow problem. Yeah. And he owes the fucking mafia fucking 500 Gs yeah. and shit. Like, I, that was, that, that pissed me off. Swinging dude. the fucking game, bro. The refs have so much power over all these games. And it's, it's bothering the fuck out of me, dude. It's making it, it hard to watch. It is. It's, it's, yeah. How it, do the, how do the coaches keep their cool? How in the fuck does Ryan Day, at, at that situation, not run over to the ref and be like, are you fucking kidding me? Or not or go off on him after the game. Saying, How? Yeah. Like, especially know. like press conference like that is a, the call is missed. Yeah. They fucked us out of the game. Yeah. And I understand he wants to sit back and play the fucking politically correct, we left lots of points on the field. Sure. Cool. We left lots of points on the field. They took seven points from us. True. They lost by six, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a 14 point three. Sons of bitches, dude. I just, at what point, NFL and college football, Andrew Fogris, do you ever think they're ever going to fucking hold these guys accountable? For I, what they I, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet, and and I really don't know when it's going to happen. I'm sorry I'm cursing so much today, everyone, but. Who gives a who fuck? Who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, what the <laughs> fuck, man? There's a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. If you don't like it, <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> I, I just. I understand also, like, people, the coach, they don't even get graded. Yeah, they do. Yeah. All the refs get graded and held accountable. Did you know this? Clatt told me this a while ago. I don't know if we talked about this or not. The way that each conference trains their refs is different. Seriously? Yeah. So, like, I was blown away when he told me this. And I'm going to call him back and see if he can, like, tell me what actually, because I need a, a refresh. If I if I remember this correctly, Joel was telling me that like the way they teach holding in like the Pac-12 is totally different to the way they teach a holding penalty in the Big Ten, or like how's that possible? I don't understand. That's one thing that I couldn't understand either. Like so, it, 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 it changes the way. So if you get a the the game the other night between an ACC champion and or a a Big Ten champion and the ACC champion, the Big Twelve ref the game. Right. What the fuck? Well, and that's and 
and now that you're saying this, it, it, it makes sense too. It makes because sense there's no because, consistency. because they say, oh, we have SEC reps for this game. Why aren't there NCAA reps? Why aren't there just when NCAA? I don't know? Wow, that and that, that that's something I'm definitely going to talk to him about it as well. Now I know you and I were texting about this, and you tweeted about this, the targeting call, and that obviously changed the game as well. Yeah. <clears throat> By the letter of the law, yep, you call that. Do you don't you think there should be a targeting one and targeting two, where that he led with his helmet, but it wasn't malicious. And if if you call a targeting one, it's fifteen yard penalty. That's it. Targeting two, fifteen, and ejected. I'm cool with that. Kicking a kid out for that on play? his first goddamn and like his first <coughs> penalty, right? On a tackle, right? Is atrocious. Yes. So they, that that needs to change. That that one, and yeah, I, I get why they call targeting. I don't agree with it, but I get it. But I mean, keep him in the game. You should you shouldn't get ejected for that. That's probably I his last play in college, because he's going to declare on Saturday. It, it, the rule like. is unacceptable. Right. I just don't understand how they can back that up. I know. I like know. okay, he he hit him hard. Right. Fucking Trevor Lawrence also sat like squatted six inches. If, if Trevor Lawrence stays up, he hits him in the chest. Exactly. exactly. Or doesn't see it coming, he hits him in the chest. Right. So I feel like that the refs, whenever you're sitting here talking about the refs instead of the fucking players, you have an issue. Right. Like we're not talking about the refs in the first game. We're talking about Joe Burrow slicing up Oklahoma. Right. I'd much rather talk about that than the goddamn refs. Right. And here's, and here's the other thing that I've been Jerks. seeing a lot of, and obviously, you know, I see a lot of Ohio State stuff on Twitter, is that, well, they left points on the board. Guess what? They left points on the board, and the refs played a hand in the game. Both can be true, people. Both can be fucking true. Fuck! God. I know you're so spicy about <laughs> this. Still and you should me. be, dude. It fucking it sucks. It sucks. It's sons of bitches. Just get it. Just... Try and be consistent, refs. Exactly. And you know what? Less is more, like you said. If you don't think it's a penalty or you're fucking guessing, just don't throw it. Right. Please stop throwing flags just to throw flags. Nothing nothing pisses me off more, and this this is goes for the NFL too, is they'll show they'll show slow motion of a guy coming in to hit the quarterback and you see the ref in the background reaching for his flag. Oh, and then he even yeah, exactly. That drives me nuts. Or like contact that's hard, and there's oh somebody got hit hard flag. Right. That I, dr- I have a feeling that the national title game and the playoffs in the NFL, just like last year's horseshit in Kansas City when you know they were like, oh my God, we hit fucking Tom Brady on the shoulder, fifteen yards, get him in the Super Bowl. Right. It's gonna happen again. Right. You're right. Both AFC and NFC title games last year were, were directly reflect or direct reflection. Of incredibly terrible refing. Yep, you're right. You're right. You, you're looking at fucking bastards. Refed correctly, you're looking at two different teams in the Super Bowl. One hundred percent. It's Kansas City, New Orleans, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not even close. Go Saints, but that's neither. Go Saints is right. <laughs> All right, so we'll see what happens in the title games. They're next Monday. Okay. Uh, it, I'd imagine it's going to be a really high-paced, competitive fucking ass-kicking game. Mm-hmm. Refs, please, for the love of God and all things holy, stop fucking throwing flags every five minutes. Every, and get fucked. And get fucked. 
Do something fucking right and productive at some point in your goddamn life, you striped fucking zebras having fucking jerks. I just, if you want to be a, if you're one, if you're like a kid and you're listening to this with your dad, all right, number one, I, I curse, so, uh, number two, if you have the desire to be a ref, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Welcome to, welcome to Six Zero Strength, where we make and ruin dreams. Yes. Well, if your dream is to be a ref, like you're just a hater in general, like yeah. uh, holding, just wanted to make. I can't hold anyone, but I can call you for it. Yeah. Dude, I watched Bill Burr last. You know Bill Burr, right? Uh-huh. I watched his new stand-up. Have you seen it? I have not. Holy! Is it Netflix? Oh my God! Yes, on Netflix. Right. It's in black and white. It is the fun. It, it was so goddamn funny. I don't know what to do with myself, bro. I, I was right. laughing so hard that I had to pause it to, and stretch. I was fucking cramping. I love Not because show. of my period, either. <laughs> hey! hey! That should be next week. Yeah, but no, I love the Chappelle heavy one. Heavy flow. I love the Chappelle <clears throat> one on Netflix. Oh, dude. So that fucking one. funny. When he was talking about abortion. Yes. I was like, I had to stop it and be like, is that, did he really just fucking say that out loud? Because that is awesome. I, I just, I love how it starts up. He talks about, uh, why am I, Bourdain, he's talking about Bourdain who has the greatest job in the world and he, he, kills, has, himself. he kills himself. <laughs> then he has a buddy who was a lawyer, got divorced, lost half of nothing, lives with his mom and is a manager at a Foot Locker. Never thought about killing himself. <laughs> It's like, you might want to. <laughs> I heard the other one. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it ends with, it's just how I feel inside. Yeah, it's just how I feel inside. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so, happy fucking New Year. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this is McChesney Unchained, episode 60 on uh, the DNVR Podcast Network. I am Matt McChesney. That is Andrew Fogros. You can follow your boy at Six Zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Fogs on Twitter and Instagram at at Andrew F three hundred three, and then I don't even know my Instagram. Maybe. One of the two. His fucking name. As Fogs, maybe. Type in his fucking name. Search my name. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. So as we move forward here, okay, college football is done. LSU Clemson next Monday. Who you taking? I'll just I'll say Clemson. Well, yeah, I'll say Clemson. I'll take LSU. All right. Who gives a shit? We'll see what happens. Okay, so uh, Broncos, NFL, okay? Let's talk about the Broncos first, and then we'll talk about the playoffs, and then we'll wrap this bitch up, put a bow on it, and get the fuck out of here. Okay, so number one, seven and nine, cool. This team easily should be the sixth seed. You look at the Chicago game, you look at the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Minnesota. Minnesota. It's 10 wins. It is 10 wins. And there's another one, too. There's, they blew. Oakland in the opener. Deshaun Hamilton catches Definitely up. Definitely should have won that game. Um, they had another one. They blew four games. I can't remember the fourth one. But still, they're, 10, they're 9, 10, or 11 wins that are there. Mm-hmm. Number one, why in the fuck did they take this long to play Drew? Like what? What's the rationale behind that? Because well, I, wasn't, I, it, wasn't it his thumb? Wasn't he injured on IR? Yeah, but he could have been activated earlier. He was healthy. Why do you think they did it like that? I don't know. I really do. You I like really what they did? Do you think their plan is working or worked? Yes, um, I like. And I, you know, I have to check the IR rules when they can take him off of IR. I don't. Eight it, weeks. Okay, so maybe 
And who knows how healthy his thumb was? I, I don't know. But the fact that he's a rookie, um, you, you need to make sure he gets all the reps. Uh, when they started him, when they did, at, by that point, you're sitting there, you're going, he better get at least three, four, five starts. He got five starts, obviously. And he, after the first start against San Diego, they obviously won. After the second start, Houston, shocked they won. Crushed them. They, they smoked them. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, I kind of hope they lay an egg once. Because I don't want, I didn't want them to go 5-0 and with him into the offseason because I feel like expectations would not have been realistic. So I and, as as and you know me, I'm a diehard Broncos fan. I was when but I was you're, you're fucking for, realist though. I am a realist, but I wanted I wanted him to lay an egg. What my dream scenario is that he go five and zero, and he but he plays really shitty one game, but they still win. And he did. And he did. Um, Buffalo, well, that was Buffalo's. Uh, that was Kansas homeboy. City. Kansas City was a shit show. Kansas City was a shit show. I'm glad he laid an egg once to kind of bring In front of all his family. Yeah, it it sucked that it happened that way, but it Man. did. But he's got five starts under his belt. I like what I see. Do I think he's the next superstar of the Broncos? I don't know. I sure shit hope he is. But I don't know. What- I love what John said yesterday when he was like, oh, we're going to be competitive and we've got open competition, but I'd be naive to sit here and act like he's not the future. For sure. That really makes me happy. We're the first time where we're not going to have a goddamn quarterback controversy. Any coach controversy for that matter. True. Um, Do you think so- Vic is the right guy? I think he is. I don't know he is. Is that fair? I, if he if next year if they're six and ten is he fired? Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, next, and hopefully, if they start slow, if they're one and four, he's got to go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I, for me personally, with only five starts, Drew Lock has earned the twenty twenty starter job. I agree. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's all he's earned too. That's all he's earned. That's all he can get. Do I see superstar potential there? Sure. Oh, he can play. He's he's. I like his attitude. He can his attitude. It. He's got the arm. He can move. His attitude's great. I love his poise. Um, he's much better than I was expecting. I I wasn't that high on him in Missouri. Granted, I didn't watch a ton of Missouri, but I watched some his senior year because you know you're sitting there like, all right, Broncos need a quarterback. He didn't blow me away. So maybe he wasn't coached properly. We've all seen that. Um, but I really. And I'm not a believer in the momentum of the end of this year goes into next year. I guess don't what? think it works at all. Because guess what? They don't bullshit. play another game for eight fucking yeah. months. So I hate that it. fucking, I hate that correlation. I think it's bullshit. Mom- there's no momentum in the offseason. Mo- momentum's over. The only momentum they have right now is driving to the fucking airport to fly wherever they're going. Exactly. Exactly. So I like where they're headed. I like I, the, the youngest offense in the NFL. I see weapons youngest all roster. over. The, young, yeah. And, and they, I love the weapons they have. Um, they have some now. Granted, they have plenty of holes to fill, but they I love the weapons. They need to they need a compliment to Cortland. Okay. Um, Deshaun looks good the at the guy. end of the year, but he's not the guy. He's a three or four. Um, so okay, so you go veteran or rookie? I think you need a vet. A go receiver. S- go sign a vet receiver. I think they need to resign. First of all, take care of your own house. Justin Simmons needs Justin to get Simmons fucking resigned one. immediately. Number but one. then after that, they've got to resign McGovern. I'd be good with that. Because, I look, the last six games of the year or whatever, after Leary goes out, mm-hmm. both your right tackles are down. We'll talk about Juwan James in a second. I'm extremely aggravated about the situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually go after guys the way I'm about to, but I have to. To control Garrett's big stupid ass and get him better. Garrett actually played really well as the season went on. And he's leading the league in holding penalties again. But he... Barring injury, he's the starting left tackle next year. He's... 
God that, damn it. I don't like that. I agree. That, I agree. Judging by everything we've heard. It's what it is. Yes. And get one more year out of him, and if he just if he excels and gets better, and he doesn't lead the league in holding penalties, and he can be a guy that actually we can get something out of instead of just doing your job, then maybe you keep him. I don't know. Right. But he did show me enough to come back next year, but he's got to fix some of this shit, bro, because if we're competitive next year and he's still doing some of this shit, he's going to get us beat. Right. And it's not going to be cute or funny anymore. It's right. going to be a fucking problem. Right. Um, but the reason I say McGovern, yeah, I'm a homer, and yes, I work with him, and I don't want him to leave, but this is the reasoning. I just watched Ben Garland fucking solidify himself with San Francisco. And I thought the late hit calling him the other night was terrible. But it is what it is. Ben developed here in Denver, did all of his work here in Denver, mm-hmm. turned himself from a defensive lineman into an offensive lineman in my gym and in Denver with the coaches over here. Mm-hmm. And then they just cut the fuck out of him. They developed the shit out of him and just let him leave for nothing. Right. And he's played for seven years after that, and he's been a glue guy in fucking Atlanta. And he is, I guarantee you, he just took Weston Richburg's job. Because Weston's owed a ton of fucking money, and Ben stepped in, making fucking a quarter of that, and he's playing better. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them develop another offensive lineman just to ship him to Kansas City. Right. Because that, I guarantee you, that's where he fucking ends up going. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I think that, but they need a center. Yeah. And he's an athlete, and he fits their fucking program. They just had this kid for four to five years. He's developed his ass off. He's never been hurt, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I, I, he played at Missouri. Him and Drew are super tight. Drew was a freshman when Connor was a senior. Okay. They won the East. They played in a major bowl game, I think the Sugar or the Cotton, one of those two. And they were really good bowl friends there. They have good rapport. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think it would be smart just to bring in a transplant for a year or two, or draft just somebody and throw them in there and be like, figure it out. Because next year you're still going to be young. You got Garrett's dumbass, Dalton, who had an awesome rookie year, but kind of you know at the end of the year he battling the flu and he had a couple of games where throwing both hands, getting beat inside, can't have that. But he's sure. he got better. He's first team all rookie. I guarantee it. Sure. You're going to have a, a young right guard, either Schlotman or whoever else you decide to play there, because Ron's going to be gone. Ron's, yeah, Ron's gone. And then you've either got Wilkinson, who's probably gone too, because he's an unrestricted free agent, and then you got Juwan James, who... We'll talk about Juwan in a second, and then you got Juwan James. So, give me your opinion on that. Am I looking at it through Sig Zero glasses? Um, am I am I too close to it to bring, understand? You bring up all very valid points. But what um, what am I missing? Um, is he as good as I think he is? I think he's a solid player. I also think, and this is this may be harsh, but he's also he's replaceable. Everyone is. He's replaceable. That's true. Um, so it's it. I think what it really comes down to for him is dollar amount and availability of other centers and their dollar amount. I mean, I know the Broncos have a shit ton of cap space. Ton. But Simmons is going to command a lot, rightfully ton. so. Um, do you want, where do you want to spend your money? Is I think is, the academy bring back Derek. Even if it's a two-year deal, I don't care. Bring him back. I would like to see him back as well. He had a hell of a year. A great year. Um Again, what's I think his, he had the best year of his career. He's already taken one home count, hometown discount. Is he going to take another? That's that's a question there. Um, Unless he goes somewhere that's Super Bowl contender right. immediately. 
Right. Like in, unless he goes to New Orleans or San Francisco or something like that, right. I think he I think he would take a disc. And think about this: our discount, what we say is a discount, is millions upon millions. It, it, of it is, so of course. But this is his last contract, though. Is what Derek has to understand. Absolutely, he's not going to get another deal after this. I think he this. knows that. I think he knows that. Um, so would you want him back, Wolf or McGovern? Wolf. Yes. Okay. Yes, and Shelby Harris. That's another. Shelby Harris is another. So there's four guys that we got to fucking resign. We haven't even talked about anybody else. Right, and so is Johnson unrestricted? No, he's not. He's back. Um, Yeah, I agree. Uh, You you also have to take into account who's going to hit the market, and I, it's too tough to say who's going to hit the market from other teams right now. Um, We'll probably talk about the draft, and I have two positions I'd like them to go after there in the first round, which are wide receiver or corner. At 15. Okay. Uh, both of those. However, not if, tackle. If Worfs from Iowa is That's there, who I want to. It, it, my dream pick right with the Broncos is Andrew Thomas. But he's gone. The Georgia kid? Yeah. yeah the Georgia player. kid. He's gone. He's he, he doesn't make it past I don't know, I can't remember the order, but he probably doesn't get past seven or okay. eight. Or if Worfs is there, that's my dream pick. Um another guy, uh C D Lamb from Oklahoma. I would love to see him. Uh, another one is uh, obviously I'm looking through my scarlet and gray glasses. Is Sean Wade, um, the safety, the corner, corner safety. nickel? Yeah, he's you know he's holding a ceremony on Saturday to say whether he declares. Oh, or he's not. gone. Yeah, ceremony to say or come back. Why? So he can fucking go sit out the first half of next year because right. he hit someone too hard. Um, you so hit someone too hard, you're out. That's the other one. And the reason I'm hesitant, maybe a little hesitant about receiver there at 15. Is it's a, such a deep receiver class that you can get someone there in the second? I got a fucking pro baller at goddamn second round exactly. two years ago. So, um, but yeah, worse is my dream pick that at fifteen. Fucking stud, dude. And he then, can play ball. And then receiver corner there. Uh, I worry that worse is not there. So oh, then, I doubt he'll be there. So then you got to go at the corner receiver. Um, they've they've got to find lockdown city corner again. They've been missing that guy for a while. Because Chris Harris is gone, and if you ask me three months ago. You really ago, think he's going to leave? Yeah, I do. And you know what? I'm fine with it. He's going to fucking end up somewhere where we got to play his ass, too. Probably, but. Put him in New England on the other side of fucking Stefan, and that's a problem. Oh, God. God damn it. Uh, fucking Patriots. Nah, he's. I, he wasn't great this year. I agree. He, he was, didn't have that other guy. He didn't have that other guy, and the other thing wasn't great last year either. Me off, that pissed me off about Chris Harrison. He's a great, he's an all-time great for the Broncos. Yep, he's a Ring of Famer. Yep, um, it, he seemed to be pointing the finger a lot this year, and that that kind of irritated me, um, especially after you just got some more money. But whatever. So, and I, if they bring him back, great. I'd be happy if they bring him back. If he's gone, fine. Are you uh, in this? camp where we should trade Vaughn. No. Dude, every time I hear somebody say this, it makes me question whether or not they actually, like, it immediately puts a red flag up in my head, like, don't talk to this person about football that we're talking Right, about. yeah, no, I, like, I the, This person is a mental cripple, he has no idea what he's talking about, I'm going to bring him over here and he can lick my window to clean it. Exactly. Trade Vaughn Miller. Hmm. What? Yeah, it's you don't trade generational players. No, you don't. No, you absolutely. You might as don't. well just sit here and try and tell me you're going to trade John fucking Elway. Right, which Dan Reeves tried to do, but dick. Dan, <laughs> Dan Reeves is a fucking dick. dick. Um, no, you don't. Especially with Chubb coming back next year, dude. And I, 
Jones, the three technique kid from Ohio State, is going to be a fucking terror inside. Yeah. Especially when Kolar gets his hands on him for an entire offseason. Holy hell, bro. Right. I just no, they, you don't trade a guy like Von Miller ever fucking ever. No. No. Like I don't care if they come and give you three first rounders. Right. Bro, you can't do it. I trade Von Miller if Kansas City offered us Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Good trade. You know? That's uh, it. No, it's if you if you're out there saying trade Von Miller, what website do you want everybody to click? I mean, come on, man. That's it. Just oh I mean you fucking click. Dicks. There's some short, ugly guy at one of the radio stations who just clickbait master. He's some short, ugly guy. He, dude, tell me that. You know who I'm talking of about. Of course I do. Tell me he doesn't have a face for radio. Oh, everyone. Oh, it's fucking totally. Is he respected? I, I think he is. Yeah. Is he? I mean, okay. I, I don't. I don't know that. I. I think that there's a. I don't understand the recycle aspect of of like Denver sports talk radio. I yeah. wonder if they do that in other major cities, like. I wonder in Kansas City if the same eight guys just keep rotating the four stations in Kansas City and like, hey, know. our new host is the same guy you've been listening to right. on this station the last ten. It's not fucking new. It's right. the same dick right. that was on the last fucking station. So when and then I all I hear is people complaining in the industry about a, a lack of fucking diversity and a lack of opinions that are different. Well, you keep hiring the same fucking guy over and over again. It's one of the reasons why I love podcasting, like DNVR and places like that. Right. You don't need all these motherfuckers to tell us what you can and can't do. Right. I don't need your permission to go out and give my opinion. Right. When I was at the uh, the the uh, iHeart, okay, the Fox was awesome with Rick and Kathy. They were incredible. But the blue and orange shit show over there, mm -hmm. that bullshit with fucking the program director who <laughs> this guy jumped out of the bushes to fire me. Seriously? Did you ever hear this story? No. We came back from CU Nebraska, and I'm walking in. I'm about 10 minutes before the show, and I'm running a little late. And but I've got plenty of time. I'm just late in my, in my book. And I'm walking up and pulling my key out to open the door, and he literally jumped out of the fucking bushes. And he was like, hey, Matt. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing out here? He's like, yeah, I need your key. And I was like, why? And he goes, oh, we're going to take another direction. I'm like, you couldn't tell me inside in an office you're going to jump out of the fucking bushes to tell me? Oh, you asshole. Just saying. Fucking you, you, bush jumper. You can, tell, you can tell me his name off the air. Right, it's okay. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who it is. <clears throat> um, so, that that said, forward motion. <laughs> there you okay, go. so, um, when we talk about the future of the Denver Broncos, I need to talk to you about Jawan James. Sure. Okay. So actually, hold on real quick. Yes. Um, outside of, before we jump into that, outside of Werfs, at 15, if he's gone, where, where do you go? Not necessarily if you have players in mind. Or Are we going to be able to get Simmons? Resign Simmons? Yeah. Okay, yeah. if we can resign Justin, I think you pick the best corner on the board. Okay. Corner over receiver? You have to. Yeah, because I feel like we can find a receiver. Later? Yeah. But okay. I, if we're talking about we have two elite pass rushers, we've got elite push inside with Shelby, we have 45 just balling. Mm -hmm. If the Velociraptor is going to play like that all year, we're awesome. you got Simmons and Kareem. Mm -hmm. And I know Kareem got suspended the last two games because he's driving drunk. Mm -hmm. It's New Year's Eve. Please don't do that stupid shit. It is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Especially pro athletes that drive drunk. Like, right. bro, you, 
Come on, just yeah. take a fucking Uber or call Safe Rides or whatever. Right. And I don't Stay know if people know this, house. but think <laughs> facts. <laughs> I will say this: you know this already, but there's a there's a setup in the NFL like each team has undercover or retired cops uh-huh. that will come pick you up in a badass town car yeah. and drive you everywhere everywhere you want to motherfucking go for free. Yeah. Not tell anybody what you're doing, totally confidential and discreet, and then drop your ass off at home and leave. And I, you're they're still driving drunk? What the fuck are I, we doing? I work with a guy whose father does that for the uh, for the Bears, actually. And he, funny story, I won't get into details, but he actually... Can't say names. They, they hired him. They hired him, or the, he's, he works for them, but they, uh, they implored him to uh, tail a certain first round inside linebacker pick from last year because of some issues he was having earlier this year. So, um, mm. yeah. Wow. A little crazy. Shocking. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, Juwan James. All right. Sorry. We go off on tangents, people. It's okay. This is the way it goes. This Ooh, is this is fucking, fucking quality. <sighs> I can handle him being hurt. Sure. It's what happens. It happens. Shit happens. When Coach Fangio comes out and says things like he's not mentally prepared, and then I don't see him play when I know he's healthy mm-hmm. for how many weeks? Five. Mm-hmm. And he's collecting the kind of money he's collecting. Mm-hmm. If he comes back next year, I'm gonna. I don't know if I can watch the games, bro. He he's gonna be back because of his contract. God damn it! That that is the worst free agent signing in the history of the Denver Broncos. On top of it, to compound it even worse, they had Billy fucking Turner on lockdown, on contract, and wanted to stay here, and they let him go to Green Bay, and he's a fucking pro bowler on a one seat, and he's done everything they asked him to do. I was talking to Billy the other day. Billy's my guy. Billy's the kind of guy that comes into Denver, okay? They were about to play San Francisco. This guy calls me on Sunday after they get done playing. Hey, yo, we're about to play San Francisco. I'm flying in Monday night. I need to get some work Tuesday morning. These guys are dogs. I can't get half of these motherfuckers at Dove Valley to walk through the door. They're three minutes away. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying you got to come here to get better. It's not the point. It's the little things. Billy Turner, and I'm not just using, it's a perfect example. He played with Jawan in, in Miami. They were on team together. They played next to each other. And we were talking about Jawan. And he, he said to me, before they, right when they signed him, he needs everything to be perfect. I, you know, I like Juwan, he's a nice guy, but I'd rather play here than him. And I'm like, yeah, I hope they resign you. Why do they do that shit? You had Billy in-house and you just let him fucking leave after you develop him? Do you know that Turner was the only guy in the NFL last year that graded out at over 75% at three different positions? Jeez. He graded out at right tackle, left guard, and right guard. He played I think he started 12 games. I think he went four. I think he went four, four, and four. He started four games at each position, and he graded out over 75% of each one. I, my question is simple. What is the break in evaluation here? Who in the room thinks that fucking... How do they... How? I don't get it. Misses happen all the time for every organization. I get then. that. A miss is a miss. Yeah. But I don't get signing someone that doesn't want to play. They couldn't figure they didn't figure this out. 
bro. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm not mentally prepared. Did I mean I don't mean to sound like an asshole here, but did he lose a family member? Like something terrible? No. Mm. He got hurt. And then he's too, what, mentally fucking soft or compromised to push himself through it after he's healthy? The, you know, the only the one Stealing comparison I can fucking make money, dude. Is that, that reminds me of, we'd, we'd hear all those stories about when Julius Thomas got hurt. And it's, it's, it's late November, early December. He's going, ah, I'm only about 85, 90%. I can't play. And then, and you're sitting there, you're going, you're, you're 85 or 90%. Shit, I think every 52 other people in that locker room wishes they were 85 Probably or 90 Probably worse. Feeling yeah. worse. Yeah. You know, like if Jawan hasn't played, imagine how like Connor feels. Played the whole fucking year, started every game. Mm-hmm. Or Garrett started the whole year, every game. Dalton started the whole year, every game. Mm-hmm. And you're in the fucking room, and the guy who's making head and shoulders fucking money better than anybody else on the team, uh, rather other than fucking Vaughn, mm-hmm. is walks into the meeting room and his response to everyone who's in there bleeding and trying to get us right is I'm not mentally prepared. The, there's nothing how, that, how can that work, dude? I don't know if I can keep my cool. There's there's one of the things that pisses me off more than anything. It's, it's This isn't number one on the list, but one of the things that drives me nuts about guys, and this goes for all sports, is they get that big check and then shut they, they, they shut it down. Michael Vick. Um... <laughs> Twice. Twice. Uh, and there's plenty of other guys, and and uh, there will be more guys. I've got eyes on you, Tannehill. Um, but, uh, <laughs> great year by him, by the way. Great year by him. Let's see what he does Shut next down, year. Shut down, he's coming. I, yeah, it's, it, maybe he'll prove yeah, me wrong. No, he'll get, hot, he'll get fucking signed by Tennessee, and they'll be 6-10. and 10. Okay, Yeah, I've got, yeah, like I said, I've got eyes on, and your wife. Um, but, uh, <laughs> she's so hot. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I don't know. And, and the thing is, James will be back because of his contract. I mean, and I hope he's healthy. I hope he's staying. And maybe they will. And I hope they do, too. they got to get rid of his ass, bro. That If you're sitting here trying to convince me that they're going to have a hard-nosed, tough football team and they want to build around guys that do things right mm-hmm. and sacrifice and shit, and then you're going to start this motherfucker, I can't get with it. I Sorry. I just can't get with it. It feels you. like there's different rules for certain guys, and that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Broncos are what they are, 7-9. and nine. Not a great year. This is the third year in a row, right? Then they've been under five or with a losing record, yes. correct? Yes. First time in Broncos history that's ever happened. It's not a good trend. I'd like to see them move forward. But, uh, and I, I truly believe they are. I think I think the trend is, is moving upward, moving 100%. forward. 100%. Because so, they've got a lot of draft picks. They've got $70 million cap space. So with all that draft capital, uh-huh. you want to move up? Uh, I mean, depending on what you see and how it pour, how yeah. it lays out, we'll I mean, see. do you move up to go get the number one corner in the draft? They'll have to go, and that's probably Okuda from Ohio State. That's Sorry, I keep talking. Play yeah. number one, right? Yeah, stud. He. Uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, it's Cincinnati at number one. They go Burrow. Washington at number two. They go Chase Young. New York is it New York? Oh man, you think Burrow's solidified number one? Yeah. It's too bad he's got to go to Cincinnati. Uh, and then number three is, because the Giants are number four. Three is Miami. Or no, they won five games, never mind. They probably the go Tua. I think they'd love Tua. Uh, number three is, I'm blanking on it. Giants, Redskins. Um, shit. Son of a bitch. 
Card, okay. It's not the Cardinals. It's not the Cardinals. It's uh, not the Colts. It's not the Jags. It's not the, it's not the Carolina. Who gives a shit, it's dude? A, it's not Atlanta. It's not the North, is it? Is it Detroit? It's yeah, Detroit. It's, it's Detroit. It's Detroit, sorry, yeah. So Detroit, they probably don't go corner. They, I like their corners, actually. Slay's so, a good player. Slay's a damn good player. Um, so they maybe they'll go, no, they're not going to go tackle, but... So I, I'm thinking we would have to move up to probably six or six seven, seven to take the to take QB or CB one. So they went from sixteen seventeen with the win Sunday. They could have had ten eleven, right? Yeah. How do you feel about shit like that though? Because uh, I, I I'm glad we're winning, but I could have easily taken a loss. I know. Um, in previous years, it pissed me off more because we needed a quarterback more. When they, um, I, I rooted against them. Kind of, you know, to well, end the losing's year. not a bad thing when you want a great pick. So I'll I'll say this, it it sucks that they that they are picking where they are, but God, it's always nice to beat the Raiders. Yeah, you fuck, I mean? you don't want to lose to the Raiders ever. And John Gruden is fourteen jackets. Can, what, what the fuck is with that dude? It's not that know. cold outside. He's, he's he's already in Vegas weather, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the hell else it is. Take that L back to Vegas, Oakland. Take that L, bitch. Um, all right, so if we're looking at decade here with the Denver Broncos, all right, from 2010 until 2019, the Broncos won 87 fucking games. Now, that's pretty goddamn good, okay? Seven. So what did they do? 13, 13, 12, 12 with Peyton? Yeah, so they went 2010, 4 and 12, 11, 8 and 8, 12, 13 and 3, 13, 13 and 3, 14, 12 and 4, 15, 12 and 4, 16, 9 and 7, 17, 5 and 11, 18, 6 and 6, 19, 7 and 9. Yeah. Or 18, 10 and 10, 6 and 10, That's excuse right. me. Sorry, 6 and 6, my ass bone. Okay, and then 19 is 9. So, I think it was a it was an incredible fucking run for the Broncos. They got another Super Bowl title. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, man. Losing fucking games sucks. Winning Super Bowls is pretty kick-ass. And honestly, there's a lot of folks who think it's easy. And I think that Bronco country, hopefully, they're starting to realize just how fucking difficult it is to do this shit. And I like that because there's been a lot of people on the front range here that have a very skewed perspective on how things work. So the Broncos were 87 and 71 over the, over the decade. And to be honest with you, the last three years really fucked the last number up. They could have been a hundred win team if they did it right. Yeah. How about Von Miller? Most sacks this decade in the NFL. It's fucking impressive, man. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the Broncos all decade team is the 13 offense and the 15 defense. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Done. Done. <laughs> Conversation over. <laughs> Other than Champ, you throw him in there. Yeah, yeah, we'll throw Champ in ahead of Talib. I would take Champ over Akib, yeah. Okay. Or cool. I'd or I'd get I'd move like TJ Ward out and put Champ at safety. Okay, cool. All right, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a couple of things before we talk about the NFL playoffs and the season that was. Um, it's it's a hundred years of the NFL, mm-hmm. okay, and I wanted to do an all time team. Mm-hmm. All right, and I don't know, did you do one? We'll just we'll talk about yeah. this one. Quarterback, seven. Yes. Facts. Mm-hmm. Running backs are Marshawn Lynch and Marshall Folk. Okay? And I'm sure your guys are different. I love Marshawn. I fucking love the way that guy plays. Not necessarily the Marshawn now, but sure. Gizmo Marshawn. Although the other night when he jumped into the end zone, that was pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Tight end, Gronkowski. Wide receivers, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. 
Walter Jones is the left tackle. Larry Allen is my left guard. Bruce Matthews is my center. Alan Fanica is my right guard. And Gary Zimmerman is my right tackle. It's pretty fucking good. I pretty might, good online. I might. So just going on offense, yep. I like Roll. I like you a lot. I'd switch out. I'd switch out Marshawn. Marshawn. For Barry. Barry. Facts. I'd switch out. So good. Who is your left tackle again? Jones? Walter Jones. I'd switch him out with Anthony Munoz. God, that guy was good. Um, otherwise... I'd get on board with that. I, I like that a lot. Can't hurt. Yeah. Defensively, okay, I've got two linebackers and five defensive backs. Atwater, strong safety. Okay. And the fact that he's not in the hall is a fucking travesty. Make this happen, Canton. Could not agree more. I mean, come on, man. It, it, you're not going to find a better player than Steve. And man, by the way. There you great go. individual. Free safeties, Ed Reed. Corners are Woodson in prime time, Charles Woodson prime time, and then my nickels Rod Woodson because he's such a good hybrid. Okay. You could also switch Charles and Rod because Charles kind of did the same sure. thing. My mic is the murderer Ray Lewis, who I know you love, and that's exactly why he's my mic. I fucking hate him. I know, but, but, but I, he's really good. He's really good. The will is Derek Brooks, who's also really good. Yep. My jack is LT, just my outside pass rusher. My defensive tackles are Howie Long and Mean Joe Green, and Von Miller is my other defensive end. Okay. And that that's, obviously, there's about 9 million guys that could go on either team that are, you could just switch out, and you probably have a really good team. How tough was it for you to leave off the Minister of Defense? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Like I Reggie was, White, people. I was struggling with White, with Bruce Smith. Yeah. I couldn't find a spot for Kevin Green. Yeah. Like, I, I can't find a spot for fucking Daryl Green. I can't find a spot for Ronnie Lott. Champ. Like, I can't find a spot for Champ. Like, that's the thing. When you're talking about just 11 dudes, it's a lot harder than you think it is. Yeah. All right, so that's that. And obviously, if you want to debate that, you can go on uh, McChesney Unchained on Twitter, and you can obviously get in there, and I'll post all the shows and everything, and we'll talk about everything. Uh, it should be, you know, fun little banter if you want to get in on that. Uh, all right, so we'll wrap up the show here today. I am Matt McChesney. This is episode 60 of McChesney Unchained on the DNVR podcast network here. Go to dnvr.com. Check out everything they do. Uh, remember, 60strength.com is our website here at the gym. At 60 Academy on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, McChesney, or DNVR Unchained, is the uh, site for the show. And you can get in and ask as many questions as you want. All right, NFL playoff picture. We'll get about five minutes on this, then we'll get the fuck out of here. Baltimore gets the one seed, okay? And then Kansas City gets two after New England choked against Miami at home, which I couldn't believe. Mm -hmm. um, so that puts this weekend Buffalo at Houston, Tennessee at New England. What are your picks on those games? Um, as much as I'd like to pick an upset, I'm, I'm going both home teams I am on too. those. I think Buffalo has a chance to be Houston, but I think Houston... I just think Deshaun Watson's going to take the game from, I agree. from Allen. I don't right. think Allen's going to be ready for his first playoff start. 100%. So we'll see what happens there. Tennessee and New England is very intriguing because of Vrabel and how much he knows about New England. And he, play, he played for 16 playoff games with mm -hmm. fucking Belichick. They run the hell out of the ball with Derrick Henry. They're extremely physical. But do you really I just do you don't, bet against Belichick? I don't in the first know round? how the fuck they're going to go to New England and win. Right. But I will say this without a bye or with a bye, the Patriots are 
I don't know, they maybe lost two or three games in the playoffs. They All their fucking Super Bowl appearances and wins came from when they had a bye. Mm-hmm. When they don't have a bye, when they play on wildcard weekend, they're 3-3, three and three and they've never gotten to the Super Bowl. They're not winning the AFC. No, they're not getting out of the AFC, I agree. Wow. So I, I think the whole teams win this weekend, but I, we'll see. Defensively, or defensively, on the NFC side of things, holy shit. Um, Green Bay, okay, is the two. San Francisco gets the one. After, New Orleans is the two. Or wait. No, San Francisco is the two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Or San Francisco is the one. Green Bay is the two. Yeah. So they got the bye. San Francisco had a great game in Seattle the other night. The refs really fucked that one up, too. That was definitely pass interference. But then when you get a delay game penalty at the fucking one-yard line, you don't deserve to win. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but obviously everybody... I don't know with if you the hit Carol- the bong too fucking hard or whatever before the, the play started, but shit. With, with, with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. How does that happen? I don't get it. Like, I was sitting there watching. I'm watching the play clock going, and I'm like, did they not reset the clock yeah. or something? These guys are just standing around. Yeah. So those are your buy teams. And then this weekend, we got Minnesota at New Orleans. We'll flip the site, and then those two teams don't like each other none too much. And then Seattle goes to Philly. I'm not taking Philadelphia. I think Seattle goes to Philly. I agree with that. And a great, great year by Philly and Carson Wentz and everything they've accomplished. I think that it hats off to them. Because they're playing with nobody. Their fucking offense is just a bunch of dudes it's, that were stocking shelves. It's 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 funny how Wentz is playing with backups and Foles is playing with starters. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. But I, I think Philly loses, Seattle on the road, and then Minnesota-New Orleans I think is going to be intriguing, but New Orleans is going to run Minnesota yep. in the dome. Um, and then moving forward, I think the NFC Final Four, God, those are going to be good. The NFC is badass. The NFC too. is good as fuck. What's your Super Bowl pick? Um, what's my Super Bowl pick? I'm going to go Baltimore in the AFC. Okay. Uh, not too bold there, but... Well, I, I think it is a bold pick, though. I truly do, because I, I'm of the mindset, folks, that I understand regular season fucking Lamar Jackson's awesome. I watched him shit down his leg in the playoffs last year. Yes. And it's a different situation, but I, I just, a week, two weeks off, he didn't play last week. He's never done that before. All this momentum's rolling. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. Um, their defense is very underrated. That's why I like them a lot. And Home he, team. He, he Home shit, field. He shit down his leg in the playoffs last year, but the key is he played in the playoffs last year. He has that Good experience. Point. Okay. Um, and so Baltimore so over Baltimore, Kansas City? Baltimore over Kansas City. And then in the, a, or the NFC, um, this might be a little bold, um, but I'm going with New Orleans. <laughs> nice. Uh, Baltimore, New Orleans. Huh? Baltimore, New Orleans. I, until Jimmy G does it, I, I, I'm not gonna pick him over Aaron Rodgers. I'm not gonna pick him over Drew Brees, even though he just beat, um, beat Seattle in the playoffs. I'm not picking him over Russell Wilson. Um, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So it's a different animal. Until and playoffs not, are a different animal. I'm not saying Jimmy G can't do it. I'm just saying I haven't seen him do it. So until I see him do it. Look at that! I just listed those quarterbacks, and you're gonna pick Jimmy G against them? No. So, so that's that's my that's Baltimore, my New Orleans. Baltimore, Who's New Orleans. Wins? Who wins? Where's the Super Bowl? Is it Miami? Miami. So can Drew Brees pull it off in Miami? Again? I'll go. I'll go with New Orleans. Yeah. I'll go with New Orleans. Which... So I'm I'm gonna go Kansas City and Green Bay. Okay. And I don't know why Green Bay. Um, I just feel like that bad man Aaron Rodgers is about to just pull a rabbit out of the hat this year. Mm-hmm. And they're susceptible on defense, and I think their offense is a little fucking shaky, and mm-hmm. they've really won a lot of games by one score, mm-hmm. and like, they could easily been like 8-8. Eight and eight. Mm-hmm. 
But there's just, I don't know, there's something about Aaron Rodgers, man. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's had a very subpar year. Mm -hmm. And when all those lights come on and they start shining on him, they got a game in fucking Lambeau. They're, I think that, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco loses at home. Just because of what you're talking about with Garoppolo and mm -hmm. cutting their teeth and you got to fail a little bit to achieve. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised at all if Kansas City Green Bay is the, is the Super Bowl. I think Kansas City wins it. I do. I hope you're wrong. Which sucks. I, I don't necessarily know. want Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, but I will say this. I'm sorry, Broncos country, but Andy Reid needs to get a ring. He's too good of a fucking coach not to have one. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a Hall of That was fucking coach. awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, that was so awesome. God, that hey, was the highlight of the show. You know, fucking I, mic drop! I you know, I... Fuck off. <laughs> I like Andy Reid. Like, I was a fan of his in Philly, and I respect him as a coach, but I don't give a shit if he gets a ring or not. Like, fuck, you know, that's bullshit, man. Okay. I want, I want Kansas City to suffer for longer. Like, last year, and I know this is this is not a hot, hot take or anything, but I was rooting for New England against Kansas City Ooh. in the AFC Championship game. Because I want to see Kansas City suffer some more. <laughs> so funny! Holy you say that shit! On the previous shows. Woo! No, that's the beauty of fucking morning. podcasting. I'll and tell you. Every morning, I want to see <clears> at least once. All right. If for no other reason than I don't know, your fucking hair or something. It's how we fucking roll. It's how we say we love yeah. you in our land. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, is <laughs> what it is. Episode 60 is a motherfucking rap. I am Matt McChesney. That is Andrew Fogaris. We are at 6-0 Studios here at 6-0 Strength and Fitness, 6-0 Football Academy. Last time, make sure you check out everything at thednbr.com, 6-0strength.com, at 6-0 Academy on Twitter and Instagram, at the... Or at uh, DNVR Unchanged on Instagram or on Twitter as well, and you can ask any and all questions talking about today's show. Uh, that is Andrew Fogros. I am Matt McChesney. Happy New Year. Hey, cheers to 2020. Cheers to 2020. Amen. Don't be dumb tonight, man. Be careful, all right? Don't drink and drive and don't stick your dick in a blender. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <clears throat> I am Matt McChesney. That is Andrew Fogros. Go Broncos. Go Buffs. Go Buckeyes. Go America. <laughs> yeah, go America. And in the words of the great Andrew Fogros, fuck off. Ha, ha, ha.